guys, welcome to the Episode Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Um, this is going to be kind of a shortish podcast. I don't really have anything, um, I don't have a guest or anything like that today. And I don't really have anything kind of like earth shattering to talk about that's, that's, uh, <clears throat> that I have lined up. Certainly nothing, nothing really about Archer. I guess I just kind of wanted to recap this year and I wanted to kind of touch on 2020 in general. Um, the good and the bad. And uh, I, I think this year we, we kind of need a little bit of perspective about both the good and the bad, especially going into uh, 2021. So obviously no one could have predicted what the hell is going to happen in 2020. Um, I've gone off quite a bit about COVID and restrictions and governments and governors and this, that, and the other. I'm, I'm not going to go into that right now because that's just going to get me all riled up. And I think anybody that really listens to this, you're probably of the same opinion. So I'm not going to dive too deep into crazy shit like that. But um, I guess, I, I guess let, let's just back up a little bit and kind of wrap up or do like a recap, I guess, of my 2020 hunting season for whatever whatever that hunting season was. Um, of course, it started off uh, really good in, uh, in May. Now, this is, of course, after, after COVID had started. Um, but everything was pretty much business as usual where my old job, and uh, it was right in turkey season. So this gave me a lot of time to go. Uh, it, well, actually, it, it always gave me enough time to go and hunt in turkey season because turkey season, you're up at like 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning, 4.30, and, you know, I, I could get in a few hours of hunting before work every day if I wanted to through the month of May into, no, it's just, it's like the last, what was it? The, the middle of, middle of April and all through May. That's what it was. So I got, I got quite a bit of a, a seat time, if you will, of, of, um, tromping around looking for, for, um, for turkeys and stuff. And I, I've already done a kind of a turkey, turkey recap of that. I'm not going to go too too detailed into it but suffice it to say I had some really really cool encounters I had one really cool encounter where I missed the turkey because I hit my decoy and the arrow deflected at like nine yards uh, off the ground in a ghillie suit still a highlight of my year I mean it was a ton of fun and I think going into this year this spring this turkey season that's probably what I'm going to do I'm not I haven't I'm not going to sell my ground blind because I mean it was like a $50 ground blind when I bought it years ago and it's probably a $25 ground blind now because it's got you know a couple tears and holes and rips and stuff in it it's just not worth doing that and it's one of those things you just can't really replace it if you get rid of it um kind of like my compound you know I keep talking about um it's just not worth getting rid of even though I don't really carry it or shoot it you're just not going to get, you know, you, you won't be able to replace it for what you sell it for. You know, you have it, it's not, none, none of this stuff is top of the line, so I'm going to be paying like pennies on the dollar, or, or selling it for pennies on the dollar. I'm just not kind of, you know, willing to do that. But, um, it, so turkey season was was awesome. I learned a ton of stuff. I got a lot of scouting in um, while I was turkey hunting for deer hunting, for deer hunting season. And come deer hunting season, man... I, I I got my ass my ass handed to me. Um, so this will mark the third year in a row now that uh, no not third year in a row more than that uh, that I, that I haven't shot anything with with a a bow. Um, I really really wanted to get first an animal uh, with my my recurve this year. I really wanted to do that. It wasn't meant to be. 
um, my schedule for work. Again, I don't work there anymore, but all basically, I you know, I, I was I was working all through almost up until like a couple days before Thanksgiving. So my schedule in my old job required me to travel quite a bit, and a lot of events. I used to work in racing, so a lot of events got canceled or got postponed toward the last half of the season because we pretty much race year round almost, and everything kind of got crunched in October, November, September, October, November. And, uh, you know, any free time that I had, I really, really lost out on. Um, my, uh, my season basically ended up being a total, my, my, my archery season, actually any season, deer hunting season, ended up being a total of, I'm going to say, three full days. Uh, yeah, three full days with a bow in hand and a couple hours, maybe like three days worth of a couple hours here and there. Okay, an hour before work, maybe hour, hour and a half after work, um, during this one, and it was basically all during this one week. It was like the week of like October, like seventeenth or fifteenth, somewhere around there, is that that week, uh, when when my wife and daughter went to uh, Disney. They went on a vacation. I was originally supposed to go, um, but then I couldn't go because of the schedule for work. But then that got changed last minute, and I still didn't end up going. It's like, okay, well, this is going to be my week to hunt. And, you know, I basically only got, like, shit, Friday, like, like awful Sunday, awful Friday, uh, most of a Saturday, and then during during the nights and mornings, that between those, those bookended weekends, I got, like I said, just a couple hours here and there. So... Never, I, I did see deer. Never really got in a position where I was going to be able to shoot at a deer. Um, but I did pick up a whole lot more intel. I just was not able to get back into the woods to be able to capitalize on that. I mean, I walked around. I mean, I walked a ton during that week. I did a lot of stuff, especially in a couple of days where I was hunting in the morning, walked around all day, and then hunting in the afternoon. Um, you know, some days I put over four or five miles in, and uh, genuinely. But no matter where I went, no matter how deep I went, there was a ton of people. Uh, this you've probably heard it all over, you know, all over this this um, I guess genre, right? There is a lot more hunters this this season in the woods than any other. You hear everyone complaining about it. Um, whether it's an excuse or not, it's a reality. And the reality is, there's just more people, more cars. You know, I'd be, you know, a mile or two deep. I mean, no joke, literally like a mile, mile and a half deep. And I, th I would think it's a f fantastic spot. Well, just before I'm getting to the tree that I kind of picked out in the distance and I'm walking toward it, you know, it's looking like it's going to be good. I would pass by another tree that had a tree stand in it, fresh tree stand in it. Now you're not supposed to leave the shit on public land. It pisses me off, but whatever. That's, uh, you know, the, the guy wasn't there, but the tree stand was. Um, I would go in, I would start setting up and I think I recounted the story the one time I was ha like literally just, just almost unfinished climbing the tree and these people set up like 200, what was it? A hundred and what did I say? It was 190 something yards, 170 something yards away. I, I ranged it, uh, from me. They waved, I waved, they, they still kept climbing the tree and hung out there. Um, that's kind of the way it went this quote unquote season. And my, again, by season, I mean like that week. And, uh, I, you know, I was just never able to get back out into the woods again. I have not been in the woods hunting since, uh, yeah, that basically like the third week of October. That's, that's, that's been it. Um, I did end up going 
one time uh, up to my buddy's place, like I usually try to get to every year, either like, you know, one day in rifle or, or, and, or if I'm not successful, uh, one day in muzzleloader season. Well, one day I, I was up, I was able to get up there, uh, for rifle season. And that's when I shot my doe with, uh, that, that, uh, eight millimeter Mauser. It's an old battle rifle. I figured if I was going to go up there, any of those shooting lanes that they have up there, um, is under 200 yards. And I can make a 200-yard shot with, with, with open sights on that thing. Now, uh, it's kind of funny because I haven't shot that rifle in a while, and I missed the doe the first time with the first shot at about 75 yards, uh, just because it was a little bit high. The, the sights are kind of hard to see on that thing. But it's still my favorite rifle by far to carry around anywhere. I love that thing. I love the smell of it. Uh, I love the oils that kind of come off, you know, come off of it, and you know when you start shooting it, um, the smells, the, the you know the weight, all, all of it. I, I just I just I like old battle rifles. Nothing against the modern, you know, scoped. You know, I have a, I have a modern, you know, Savage 30-06 Savage Axis, right? Thing is like laser beam accurate. Um, I have just a lightning bolt of a round uh, hand load for that. I have a hand load for all of them. But I didn't want to take that this year. So anyway, I shot that doe. Um, very thankful to have her. She tastes delicious, by the way. Um, I just had uh, backstraps uh, from that last, last night. Yeah, last night I did. I'm recording this on the eve of uh december 30 yeah it's like december 30 i'm recording this right now so um anyway that that was that was great so that's pretty much been my hunting season it's been basically wrapped up in you know a total of maybe like four days uh through the entire year which really really breaks my heart i mean i'm you pro you might be you might be you might relate to this, you might not, but I mean, I literally, no joke, I dream, in my dreams, I actually dream of shooting deer. I dream of shooting deer with, with my bow. I mean, I have, I have dreams about it. It's, it's kind of uh, gotten to the point of it's kind of obsessive and it's, it's mildly scary, but you know, whatever, I, it, it's an obsession. And the fact that I didn't get to go out more and the fact that I didn't get to, uh, to, to, to get one with, with my bow, I mean, this is going to gnaw at me until the middle of September you know, next year. That's just the way that that's just the way it's going to be. It's just going to eat at me and it's going to be haunting me because it's all, I mean, it's, I'm so obsessed about it. That's all I really want to do. So, um, but beyond that, yes, I am like incredibly thankful for the deer that I did get. It wasn't really much of a hunt. Like I said, the hardest part of that thing was getting up at three o'clock in the morning or two thirty in the morning and driving two and a half hours. Uh, you know, four-wheeler ride out to the, you know, like all, all of like a five-minute four-wheeler ride out to the in elevated box blind with a 20-pound propane tank and a Mr. Buddy heater. Uh, <laughs> you know, four-wheeler ride back with the with the with the dough draped over the back. I mean, the hardest part, well, the, one of the hardest parts was li lifting the dough onto the back of the four-wheeler by myself, and she was a tank, and uh, also getting it out of the back of a Hyundai Elantra. Uh, after she had gone into rigor on the on on the way home, because she was all folded up in uh, kind of like a um, a sled that I have, so that's basically been been my hunting season. Um, everybody's been really successful, and you know, I, you know, as as much as it pains me to to not have shot one myself, I really am happy for everybody that had. <clears throat> Uh, like repeat success or new success, uh, no matter no matter what they shoot. There's a lot of people shooting, you know, the animals for the first time with with the traditional bow. I see, I see it on all the different forums and, and Facebook Facebook groups that I'm on. Super happy for you guys. I genuinely genuinely am. I wish I was part. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I wish I was one of them. Not not gonna lie at all. But um, you know, 
super super thankful that uh, I'm part of that community and I'm able to uh, you know make make so many like quote unquote friends. You know that's how we make friends nowadays is is we we gather virtually with people from all over so that, that, that share our passions and share our interests you know you may not be able to find that locally so um, so super super thankful for that um, job wise it's the job thing kind of contributed to me not being able to get out more not just mine but uh, my wife's job so I keep talking about it so she works for Target and she works overnight and uh, that's not going to change anytime soon so that means you know she she leaves for work at 9 9 30 at night and she works till six seven eight sometimes in the morning as soon as she gets home um i i you know i i, I get you know our daughter up and uh, get her ready and all that stuff and then literally like, she goes right to bed um for a couple few hours and then when i leave for work then she gets up has to be a mom slash teacher because she's home she's you know homeschool right now and then so she has no time to sleep. She has absolutely zero time to sleep. And then when I get home at like 5, 5.30, then she goes right to bed and um, basically sleeps for another few hours until she has to get up again and go for a shift again. This is our kind of like, we're pretty much like like 180 degrees off on our schedules right now. Um, and it's made, it's exacerbated by the fact that, like I said, my daughter is doing the distance learning thing because we have to. Um, that's hopefully going to change here in January. Supposedly they're going back on 17th or 19th or whatever it is. We'll see how that lasts. But right now this is just absolutely just devastating time-wise. Um, you can't expect someone to, you know, function. And it's been like this for four or five months now on basically, you know, four or five hours of sleep a night repeatedly over and over and over again. So um, it's it, it really doesn't uh, – bode well for me because you really you really can't expect someone to be like hey um, I'm gonna go hunting now even though you have like no sleep it's kind of a, a selfish thing to do and you know you can't be mad at anybody but the situation and but it, it is what it is it is what it is this year um, so you know but that's like everyone's saying that's that's 2020 all right sorry I had to take a stop and take a sip of coffee here so um, but that's what I want to get into here. The whole uh, that's 2020 thing. Um, I'm pretty well over it. I'm pretty well sick of hearing about it. It's fun to do and kind of, um, you know, spread memes, um, copy and paste memes, that kind of stuff on Facebook. You know, if 2020 were this, if, you know, if 2020 were such and such, you know, and it's some sort of catastrophe happening or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of shit politically. I mean, what a horrible, horrible year politically, uh, just socially. Um, you know, everything's been politicized. <clears throat> it's crazy. And I think average people are kind of like caught in the middle of this and just, just wrapped up in, in this crap. But what I don't want to get is I don't want to turn into one of the people who I... I do not like, and I do not like the people who have uh, a victim mentality, and I don't want to turn into one of those, and I feel like I'm turning into one of those, and I feel like uh, people I know are turning into one of those, and, and I, I'm tired of it. I don't want to do it. I think it's uh, it's pointless. I think the people who are successful, no matter what, no matter what conditions are out there, whether it's economic or social or whatever, I think they're the ones that just kind of take life by the balls and be like, okay... 
this is this is what's going on. This is out of my control. Uh, I'm not going to fret about stuff that's out of my control. And me railing about it on Facebook or Instagram is not going to change anything. So they go and they, they take charge of their lives. They do things. Um, you know, this year, uh, like I said, I lost my job of like 20 years almost. Um, just before Thanksgiving. I knew it was coming. We talked about it. It's nothing that uh, was my boss's fault or anything like that. It was just circumstances with, with contracts and drivers and that kind of stuff. And basically my role was going away. And this was a really good opportunity for me to get out of racing because I've been trying to do that. I've been saying that forever. And, and you know, my wife keeps saying, well, you keep, you know, saying, you know, shit or get off the pot. Well, this was basically, you know, the pot got kicked out from under me and it's like, okay, you don't really have a choice. So this was a good thing. Um, this was a really good thing, but what to do? Well, first thing is triage. When something like that happens, you're going to triage. You're going to say, okay, what do I immediately need to do? Well, we're going into Christmas. We're going into December. Um, I need a job and I need something to, you know, keep paying the bills. Well, okay. Then instead of brooding about it and, you know, calling the unemployment office for, you know, all day long. And, and, and but trust me, no disrespect to anybody that's been on unemployment for real, who really needs to be on unemployment for real, okay? Um, more power to you. But we all hear the horror stories from, you know, at least those of us on this side of the more financially uh, responsible side of the fence where people are making more money just, just living off of unemployment. Um, they make more money off the government than they did in their in their regular jobs. So uh, I I'm not I was not going to be one of those people. I refused to be one of those people. So I went and, and you know looked around for anything even temporary, and stumbled onto uh, uh, the the personal vehicle driver program they have a UPS the PVD is what they call them. Uh, every year during peak season, i.e. holiday season, basically like you know end of November but all through December. Um, they have PVDs. They have this overflow of, of packages of, of demand that the normal drivers just can't keep keep you know keep on top of. And uh, the PVDs, what they do, well, you basically you drive your personal vehicle, and you deliver you deliver packages just like uh, any other UPS uh, driver does. You don't pick up packages. You don't have you know normal uh, you know commercial accounts and things like that. But you know, you, you, you show up, um, usually by 9.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning after all the brown trucks are gone. Um, and, and anyway, th this job was literally like a block further down from where my shop, you know, my, my job was at the, at, at the race shop. So um, I, was, I was used to the commute. It's, it's um, you know, like 20 minutes away, basically. And uh, yeah, they were paying really, really good money. Now, that PVD program, I did a video on it, a YouTube video on it, and I think I'll probably do another one, um, just kind of detailing, you know, how, how successful it was and, and the money and all that stuff. But um, my area, they were paying $28 an hour uh, and 58 cents a mile mileage. Now, typically, the typical work day was about, like I said, you probably get there 9, 30, 10, start loading all your stuff in your car. You probably made two, maybe three trips uh, during the day, and you'd, pr you'd usually be done by like four or five, okay? So you'd, you'd easily get in, I would say, minimum of six hours every day, uh, plus mileage. So, I mean, long story short, all through December, I think I ended up making like $4,500 or something like that, you know? Um, you know, you get paid weekly. I mean, it was a super good deal. Now, I know other parts of the country you get like $21 or $24 or whatever. So they were paying pretty high here. Uh, but that that ended, was it, last week. 
basically. Um, once the peak season hits, basically right after Christmas, everything, everything like literally like light switch dies down, and they don't need all the extra personal vehicle drivers. And that's fine. You knew that going in. It was a, it's a temporary position. Well, in the meantime, of course, I was looking for for other jobs. I was looking to like, okay, what's going to happen in in January? Um, so anyway, the PVD thing was great because we didn't have one single hiccup with any bills or any or you know having to reduce anything for Christmas, especially for you know we have an eight year old daughter. You know you don't you don't want them you don't want them to feel the effects of anything. So. Uh, it, it, it worked out, it worked out great, but I mean, it was constant like, okay, what's next? What do I got to do now? And then fix the short term, you know, handle the short term. And then while you're trying to plan for the long term. So this kind of shelved some long-term plans I had, uh, uh maybe shelved. I'm not sure. Long-term shelves, uh, terms, bleh, long-term plans I had going into spring and summer this year. Um, I was going to start another business and I still might, I still might do something on the side. Uh, what I did end up doing though, was I ended up getting hired, uh, at a company that's even closer to me. It's literally like 12 minutes away, uh, door to door. And it's like a pretty much a straight shot out of my house. And it is a, uh, well, I'm not going to say the company, but it's a, they basically, they make, um, they make like lotions and and uh, soaps and uh, you know like bubble stuff and uh, hand hand soaps and sanitizers and, and things like that. And it's a it's a job called compounding. Now I'd never heard of it before. I had never heard of this industry before. I'm sure it existed, obviously, because stuff's got to get put in bottles and made somehow. But um, I'll I'll be starting there in in the compounding position next week. Uh, you know, either the first or second week of January. Um, so I've been accepted there. It's, uh, you know, the pay is decent. It's not, it's not as great as, as I was making, you know, before, but I mean, it, whatever we, we, we paid off a lot of bills. We were able to pay off a lot of stuff. We're paying, you know, a lot of debt and, um, it's going to be just fine. And, um, and who knows where to lead. I don't know if it'll lead into like a more managerial position. If I'm even going to like it, I have no idea, but it's a new, it's a new chapter. It's a new, it's a new start. I was looking to do, um, you know, uh, the electrician route too you know that that really kind of appealed to me um and again who knows who knows what might happen down the line but um yeah long story short like i didn't i didn't sit on my ass and i'm not sitting here trying to like like pat myself on the back or or see how great i am at like you know getting a job or, or whatever it is it's just i refuse to sit there and let 2020 like beat me down and say oh that's 2020 or oh that's you know you know the governor's fault or that's the such and such's fault or you know whoever your political affiliation may be you know that's trump's fault oh it's pelosi's fault it doesn't matter okay you just you just got to get off your ass and, and and do it and if you don't do it no one's going to do it for you no one's going to come to you at your door knock on your door and say here here's a job for you and here's a bunch of money and here's what you can do and i'm going to make this easy on you that's not going to happen so um like I said, I, I, I refused to play the whole victim thing. Um, and I just constantly kept going like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and I'm going to get a new job. And it may not be like the perfect job, whatever I stumble into. Um, don't get me wrong. I haven't, I haven't even started this place yet. So I, I don't know. I'm talking about potentially like if I was looking at other options, um, I, I don't, I don't know what I was going to come across, but the options were going to be like, okay, for now you're going to take something that is decent and learn it and do it and see if you like it. And if you don't like it, well, <laughs> then you can still keep looking for something else to move on to after that. This is a fresh start. So I think going into 
2021, you got to look at it that way. I've already seen the memes of, um, and I even posted something today, so I'm kind of a hypocrite about this, you know, where, um, uh, you know, it's, um, I think I, I reposted one of the, uh, was it Heather Lynn? Uh, you know, she kind of does stuff for Black Rifle Coffee and stuff. She's got YouTube stuff. Um, what 2021 is going to turn into, you know, oh, it's going to be great. And all of a sudden this, like, you know, these, these potential, like, mass, like, you know, man-eating, I don't know, like spider sharks or something like that, and this and this and that and the other. Well, you, you guys, you got to go watch it. But um, I'm already starting to see the memes of how 2021 cause is going to be like, well, if you expect it to be any better, you know, well, you know what, you got to go make it better. And I'm not, I, I'm not some like motivational, you know, guru, whatever. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. But I mean, at, at some point, you got to look at yourself and be like, okay. Am I going to play into all this hype? Okay, 2020 was quote unquote, it was fun, fun to bitch. Okay, we're all like kind of got just one after the other, after the other, after the other of like bad crap happening all over. And then it was almost like, you're like, you got to be kidding me. This is, this is like worse than any kind of reality show could, could ever dream up. But you, you can't go into 2021 thinking that it's going to get any better unless you make it better. So just have a positive outlook. You know, and I'm not always the most positive guy. I have to actually work hard at being, um, at looking at the positive things and kind of um, pushing out negative, negative comments and negative thoughts and, and things like that out of my mind because it's easy for me to do. And I used to be that. I used to be that way for a long time, and I've worked really hard to not do that. Um, that's 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 kind of one of my like ongoing like things to improve all the time is to not not do that. So try to look, you know, positive you know, it's, it's doable. Are you going to be in the same situation financially as you were, um, last year? Who knows? Um, maybe it might be worse for now. Maybe some opportunity might come along that is that, that, you know, you were afraid to do, were afraid to, to jump into, and now you're forced to jump into it. And you may be uh, more successful than you've ever been because you had to be. So you never know. We never know. So anyway, I think I'm going to kind of end it there. It's about a half an hour or so, yeah, about half an hour or something like that. So, uh, you know, I, I, I just wanted you guys to think about, well, I don't want to say self-improvement, but I, wanna, I want you to think about being positive. I want you to think about making everything around you better uh, in, in 2021 because guess what? You know, it's, it's, it's not like all of a sudden when the ball drops in, in New York or whatever it is and it's in, uh, you know, the, it, it turns from 12 to 1201 and it's 2021, something's going to like, you know, snap a finger and like everything is just going to be better. It's going to be the same as it was literally five minutes ago or five days ago, pretty much. And you know what? It might even get worse. You never know. So the only way you're going to get through any of that stuff is to kind of turn it around personally and just get on the ball and and make make a positive change and just kind of kind of go through it because any kind of feelings any kind of, of attitude whether it's positive or negative is contagious and you can spread it okay and I'm not trying to make any like underhanded COVID um, analogies here you can spread it but you can also get infected by it so if you get infected by it then it's just then you know not all is lost but you know you got to kind of someone's got to you know slap you in the face and be like hey snap out of it because this isn't this isn't going to work if you're spreading positivity if you're spreading good good you know good thoughts good vibes just put your head down and be successful the wor the best way 
to fight back people that want to keep you down is to be successful. The best way to make unhappy people really pissed off is for you to be happy and just kind of live your life and, 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 and move on. So anyway, um, that's, that's about it. I want to thank you guys for listening. It's been another great year. Uh, we're growing. I really do appreciate the, um, uh, the, the likes and the share. So again, please always go subscribe, tell everyone, you know, um, let them decide if they want to listen to me or not. If they don't, Hey, I understand, you know, not everyone likes everyone. Um, I really appreciate the, uh, the YouTube, um, uh, the, the affiliate links that you guys do that helps, uh, that helps out, you know, it's, it's not much, but it helps out and, uh, we're growing. I think we passed a thousand subs finally. Yay. Uh, really appreciate that part of it. So, um, hope you guys had a great Christmas and if you didn't, it's going to get better. Just look at it that way. Hope you guys go into uh, the, you know, safe New Year's Eve and um, I will talk to you guys probably in a couple weeks with hopefully someone not as boring as me. I'll have an actual guest on. So, all right, guys, appreciate it. Thanks.